0: You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on
1: ABC, channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. There are two things that Jesus taught that should be evident in every Christian's life, and one of them is forgiveness. Jesus gave many parables uh, where he talked about the need to forgive, and in those parables he stresses how much God has forgiven us, And because we've had a debt that we couldn't pay, and he sent Jesus to forgive us, that we need to then learn to forgive others. And there, when the disciples asked Jesus, hey, teach us how to pray, in Matthew 6, you all know it, uh, where he starts out, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, and forgive as we forgive our debtors. And so, here at the end of this prayer, when, you know, Jesus is teaching them how to pray. When they said, teach us how to pray, he doubly emphasizes one particular point, and it is forgiveness. There in verse 12, where it says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And then he goes on in verse 14 to say, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now, I know there are some people that want to scratch that out. <laughs> hey, I don't want to hear that, <clears throat> right? Right? Why was Jesus emphasizing it twice? Well, because he knows how critically important it is for us to understand that we need to be forgiving people. And we need to forgive people who hurt us and who offend us, right? That is so important. Now, sometimes people think, well, if I forgive them, then what I'm saying is what they did was not wrong. Forgiveness is not saying that what a person did wasn't wrong. I mean, it is wrong. You wouldn't be forgiving them if it wasn't wrong, right? That's what forgiveness is. When someone wrongs you, and then you, of your own free will, choose to forgive that wrong. Now, <clears throat> in Romans 12, 17, it says, Repay no evil for evil. If it is possible, even as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. That's what God wants us to be, peacemakers, right? Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So forgiveness does not minimize what they did was wrong. The Bible says God is going to judge them. And here's the thing. God can do a much better job of judging them than you can. God has not called us to go around avenging ourselves, right? Forgiveness does not mean that I have to trust that person. So when you forgive them, that doesn't mean that you trust them. Trust and forgiveness are two entirely different things. You know, someone could come to me at church after they did something bad, and, and they can say, you know, uh, Pastor, you have to forgive me. God's word says that. I say, okay. Uh, uh, and, and, but uh, they cannot demand that I trust them, right? Uh, that trust is something that is earned. And forgiveness doesn't mean now that I have to give that person the same level of access in my life that I gave them before when they sinned against me. That's not what the Bible's saying. Trust is extended to people who are trustworthy and faithful and reliable. The Bible's not saying that we should put ourselves back in the situation where someone can continue to sin against us over and over again, right? I mean, that's not good for them. It's not good for you. But what he's saying is that forgiveness is for you to say, that God has forgiven me, and I'm going to forgive you, right? I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to hold on to it. The second essential ingredient in the Christian life that, that God emphasizes to us, Jesus emphasizes, is love. In John 15, 12, Jesus said, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. So God summed down the whole thing when, when they said, what's, you know, the whole Bible, big book, all kinds of stuff, and they asked Jesus, what's the most important thing? He said, love God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and spirit, and Love your neighbor yourself. And Jesus made it more specific. Love others as I have loved you. Right? Pretty simple. It's not not that complicated. Just love people. Right? Now, it doesn't matter how much I profess to love God. Jesus said, if you don't love others, then something's wrong. Right? In your mind. 1 John 2, 9 says this. If uh, he who says that he's in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother, and ab- he abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. What is that saying? Well, what it's saying is that uh, many people are blinded by their own condition. Someone can come to church and say, I'm walking in the light with Jesus. You know, I want to be in the light. I, I love Jesus. And, and he's saying that you can hate people, and be unforgiving towards people, and deceive yourself into thinking that you are doing what God wants you to do. But God wants us to love people, and that includes forgiving them. And you can think that you're in the light when in reality you're walking in darkness if hatred fills your heart. Because Hatred is blinding. It causes people to be, it causes people to do foolish things. It's why so many people are in prison. People just hate someone and then they don't care if they lose everything and end up in prison, but they're going to avenge themselves. And see, the Bible tells us don't do that. You need to forgive because God wants you to have a good life. He wants to bless your life. Now, Ahithophel had a legitimate reason to be bitter and to be angry at David. But God doesn't want us to constantly be reliving the hurt and the painful experiences and the painful memories as we go through life see all of us are going to have those things now god says that he wants us to leave those things behind and and he wants to fill your heart with love from above right and in first corinthians 13 god describes what love is and there in verse four it says love is patient now that word love is agape love that is a supernatural love that jesus gives us when we follow him and there he says love is patient love is kind love does not envy does not boast is not proud is not rude is not self-seeking is not easily angered and here it is it keeps no record of wrong see the kind of love that god wants you to experience in your life by his supernatural spirit working in your life is agape love that keeps no record of wrong now That seemed wrong to me in my early years of marriage because my wife would say to me, we would you know, when you first get married, you don't really know what's going on. You're like, what are you doing over there? Anyway, uh, when she would do something, and then I would tell her, well, last week you did this and this and this, and I would, you know, because I had good memory, I would remind her of all the things she'd done wrong in the previous weeks, and then she would quote 1 Corinthians 13 to me and say, well, if you love me, love keeps no record of wrong, and I'm like, that ain't in the Bible, and she's like, yeah, it is. I'll show it to you, and I'd be like, oh, where do you get these verses? You're killing me, Right? What's in my heart comes out, and love keeps no record of wrong. And, and, and for me, it was like, oh, what am I going to do? Because, you know, you, you just the, the carnal nature is like if somebody does something to wrong you, you think you need to write it down and keep track of it and bring it up every time they do something you don't like. But God says that's not the way we roll as Christians, right? God says, I want to change you so you don't live that way because that's not a good way to live. Forgiving people is part of love. Now, sometimes people don't understand love. They think that love is, hey, I love you, baby, because you have a cool truck or whatever. But, but God's love is this unconditional love where you don't keep record of wrong. And, and everybody knows, oh, yeah, I should love people. But God's definition of love says, if you love people, your wife, your husband, your kids, your parents, the people you go to church with, then you don't keep track of their wrong, right? It, it's not part of love. And, and when you forgive someone, you're no longer having to keep track of the wrongs. Now, this is quite freeing because once my wife convinced me that the Bible said that love keeps no record of wrong, then I was like, Oh, I have a lot more free mental space now. I don't have to track all of her wrongs, free up a lot of Ram in there. So, but in other words, what he's saying is that you don't have to keep reminding yourself of all the wrongs that have been done to you, right? Because that is not healthy. Not, not for you, not for anybody around you. You don't have to keep reliving the wrongs and the hurts that have been done to you. Now, Some people tell you that that's how you ought to live life. I'm here to tell you, the Bible says that's not the way to do it. So, well, you might be saying, well, Pastor Bob, that all sounds good, but what if I can't forgive the person? Well, that's a real thing, too. The Lord can do for you things that you can't do for yourself. Now, this is the good news, that God can change your heart, and he can help you to do things that you could never do. In Matthew 19, 26, uh, Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. That's the good news, right? With God, all things are possible. And if you're in the place where you're saying, well, Pastor Bob, the hurt is too deep. I can't forgive. I want to encourage you that the Lord can help you, right? The Lord can do for you inside your heart things that you can't do for yourself. Here's the thing. We barely understand what's going on in our heart. We have to read the Bible to know that what's in our heart comes out of our mouth. We, we barely understand it, but God understands it. God looks at your heart. He sees your heart. So when you pray and say, God, I can't forgive that person, he sees your heart. He knows you're telling the truth, right? And God wants to set you free. And when Jesus said in John 8:36, therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. He wants to free you from the bondage of bitterness, right? He can remove that bitterness from your heart. He, he, he wants to do it. But here's the thing. He needs your permission. He's not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. But when you invite him in and you say, Lord, I'm willing. Lord, I want you to help me. Lord, help me to forgive. You just have to say that. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I can't do it without you. And and Lord, I want to love people the way you define love. I want to love people the way you love me. I want to forgive people the way you forgive me. But God, I just can't do it. Now, here's the good news. 1 John 1.9 says this, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now that word confess, we've looked at it before. In, in the Greek, it's homologeo. It means to speak the same. It means that you're agreeing that I need to love people the way God loves me. I need to forgive people the way God forgives me. And I need to, if I love people, I'm not going to keep a record of wrong, right? And, and so when you confess your sin, it doesn't mean that you're saying, I'm going to, change because of my superpowers. Because I went to church and heard a great sermon, and now I'm going to huff and puff and never be bitter again, right? It's not saying that you have the power to change yourself. You're just admitting that you need to change. You're agreeing with God's word that that is right, and that's what I want. And you're just admitting that when you confess your sin, that God, I need you to forgive me. I need you to purge me from the bitterness in my life. I need you to cleanse my heart, cleanse my mind. Lord, help me. And when it says, If you confess your sin, he is faithful. That means no matter how sketchy, how flaky you are, he is faithful. No matter how many times you blow it, that he will forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He does the cleansing of your heart. Not you. You don't cleanse your heart. You don't cleanse. He does it, right? And so when you confess and say, Lord, I need your forgiveness. Lord, I want to forgive. I want to love. Lord, I, I, I need your help. When you do that, then he empowers you. He gives you the power of the Holy Spirit to forgive, to love, the way that he wants you to do it. And it's so much better. It's so good to be able to forgive people, right? Uh, When someone does you wrong and you can say, hey, that's okay, and you can let it go, life is so much more enjoyable, right? And that's what God wants for you. He wants you to have a blessed life. And and this is a key ingredient to having a life that's characterized by peace and love and joy is to to say, Lord, I can't do it without you. I need your help. And if you've never accepted Jesus in your life, that's the first step, right? To invite Jesus in (coughs) as your Lord and Savior, and to pray and say, Lord, uh, I ask you to come into my life. Help me to fill, fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you, right? Because here's the thing. This world is full of Ahithophels, bitter, angry people, right? And you don't want to become one of them, right? You want to have the Lord change you to be loving and gracious. It's just so much better.
0: Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Calvary is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday, with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you.